So coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret, I'm not sure. Democrats were shuddering privately just a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be. Republicans were predicting a red wave, but they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back. But we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Welcome back to the Ruthless Friday program post-Thanksgiving. You know, we thought about, like, how we're going to handle, you know, a disappointing election and everything else. Are you going to come out of Thanksgiving as a whiner? Are you going to come out as a crier? Or are you going to come out with high energy? And the only way that I could think of doing that was the ride-along partner, Wesley. That's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, I love that idea. You all have heard Wesley. <laughs> You've all heard him. He's been on a few times, and he, there is no higher energy Republican to lead us in the future than Wesley Hunt. He is our ride along partner. We especially needed him today because Smug, I think he might have his ninth bout with COVID or RSV. We're not quite sure. He went like silent in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> when we asked. Yeah. 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 So he was tweeting over the weekend as he's one to do when he gets a cold. Uh, and then he kind of went radio silent. Yeah, he was off. So Wes, just so you know, uh, Smug was like one of the original recipients of COVID. He's yeah. a rare collector. He's an OG, if you will. Yeah. Yes, he's an OG of COVID. So yeah. each and he's ev- a rare collector. Yeah. yeah. Each and every variant that's been presented upon us, he's collected like a, like a baseball, like a rare baseball card. But he goes around, it's sort of like Indiana Jones. I mean, he, he got the first variant in Egypt. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he has traveled the world out. to oh, seek to, out to variants. Out the next variant, he that's can get. right. Yeah. yeah, it's like he wants to be patient zero. Well, I'm, yeah. a, I'm actually a three-time COVID champion. Hell yeah! Oh, are you really? Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah! I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Beat it okay. Every time. All right. Well, so yeah. But I'm, not, I'm nowhere close though. See? No, so smug. And I'm not seeking out the next variant. Yeah. Like <laughs> smug is obviously. No, he, he wants it. He wants it because he, he wants more to prove. Did you Did you guys see what he tweeted? My wife pointed this out to me. He tweeted, childbirth is the closest a woman can come to experiencing the pain a man endures from a cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. like, yeah. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I, I actually responded to that, by the way. And said, many people say, let's have another kid. No one says, let's have another cold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. For good. No. Uh, my, my wife didn't think it was super funny. I, no, but, I bet she did. You, especially when all your kids have colds. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. no question. That was, was funny. Well, listen, it's a high energy episode. Yeah. Wesley, thank you for joining Happy us. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, again. I was appreciative that you just sort of squeaked by with 63% of the yeah, vote there we're in going, Texas. We're going for a 40-point margin, and we came a little short, but we'll get them there. We'll get them there. We'll get them there. Him next time, yeah. I mean, look, it was yeah. a tough cycle as it turns out. <laughs> well, what for us? So we're pretty, we're pretty pleased with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those, it's one of those nights where you're looking across the country and you're like, man, this this night isn't really panning out the way that we wanted to pan out. And then, like, you know, my buddy is bringing over a bottle of champagne for us, and we're just popping corks. Isn't that a weird feeling? It's, it's yes. It's like it's the it's, it's that like it's the dichotomy of like both emotions, right? Yeah. You're like euphoric, sad, euphoric, sad. But 
I still think we're very, very proud and blessed to be in a position that we can usher in a better 2024. We have hope to do that. We have some awesome candidates to do that. And I want to be the tip of the spear to do it. Listen, you're forward looking, which is what I love about you. Yeah, brother. From day one, this has always been about what we can achieve. Yeah. It's not like going back and sort of relitigating every everybody else's problems it's where we can be for a country which is why it's so perfect that you're on today's episode this is where we need to be right exactly let me give you some hope too so in, in 1978 um, we had two years of the carter administration and we thought that we were going to have a huge red wave and actually in 1978 we did not take back the house and then in 1980 what did we get we had an overwhelming red wave within 12 years of republican leadership oh yeah Look, I, I wasn't alive at that time, so I'm kind of proud to say that. We're still relatively young here in this room. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I will say I feel like it's deja vu all over again. Yeah. And this is just an opportunity that those that were able to kind of get in and, and, and cross the line and be in this 118th house, I think there's going to be an opportunity for us to build and grow on these gains. Yeah. But we have to get stuff done on day one. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I actually read a, a fascinating unbelievably balanced article in Politico a couple of days ago that mentioned you prominently about the the West Point grads. It's pretty cool. I think, um, I got to do my research on this, I think this is the first time in West Point history that we've had three West Point graduates from the exact same class serving Congress together in the same class. Wow. 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 One fun fact about this, John James and and, and I, Wesley Hunt, uh, we are West Point classmates. We are the first two black academy graduates to ever serve in Congress wow. of any academy. Now, I'm going to name them in order of merit, of course. So, West, <laughs> so it's West Point. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing here? I, no, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear in order. West yeah. Point. Yeah. There's the Naval Academy. Oh, no. <laughs> West Point, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, Coast Guard, Merchant Marine. Again, they're all, we're all service members. I don't care what order. Um, we've never had black representation ever in the history in the halls of Congress. Amazing. And John James and I are the first two. Wow. And that's it's, so that's cool. Just out, it's outstanding. That's incredible. Yes. So how many how many times do you think that the uh, the lib progressive corporate media are going to ask uh, you, hey, John, what do you think about uh, this? Or they're or not going to they're not going to do it. <laughs> or ask John, how hey Wesley, what do you think about this? Favorite tweet of the week. So this is a Ted Cruz. So I'm actually going to be I'm actually going to be Ted Cruz's congressman, which is which is really awesome, right? Nice. So Ted Cruz <laughs> he tweets out he tweets out two days ago this story about John James and I, and he said if they were Marxist. They would be on the cover of Time Magazine. Totally, we would be everywhere. Totally, if, if, if we were liberal Democrats. Okay, so more practical question. Yes, who's getting sworn in first? Me, H. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. There can only be one. There can only be one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. H comes before J every day of the week. So let me tell you something, yeah. John James. I'm sorry, brother. There can only be one. Uh, I was, I was really looking forward to some jostling of mine. <laughs> And he knows it, too. Sorry. He knows it. He's just a terrific guy. Uh, Ran for Senate a couple years ago. You'd heard from him uh, on the Variety program. Uh, Absolutely going to be incredible, Congress. But you got to feel good about the fact that you have good veteran representation here. For all the reasons that we talked about in all of our previous interviews, we got to get to the bottom of what this administration was talking about yes. with Afghanistan and everything else. Yes, we absolutely do. And that was one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen in the history of this country. And we all know it, and we're not going to forget it, because right. we all serve there. Yeah. So now we have post-9-11 veterans that are now serving in the Republican Party, overwhelmingly so. And, and by the way, uh, the third West Point uh, uh, classmate, uh, Pat Ryan, 
very good buddy of mine, awesome dude. He's a Democrat, and I look forward to finding ways to work, to work with him as, as, as well. Awesome guy. So we have quite the bond together. But you know, John Jameson are on the right side. But at the end of the day, even Pat and I think a few others can, can look at what happened with, with Afghanistan and, and figure out, look, it, that needs to be investigated. We need to get to the bottom of it. And that can never happen again. Yeah. Period. Yep. And we saw it happen years ago in Vietnam, and we did it again. Don't don't do that again. Yeah. Especially when we had things in order in Afghanistan prior to the Biden administration. We had it right. We had a very good battle rhythm. We understood exactly what was going on. We hadn't lost a soldier for over you know two years. Just just continue that trend. And in the name of political expediency, this is what happened. Right. It can never happen again. Yeah. Totally. Well, let let me ask you this because you've been. I mean, you basically been on the campaign trail here for long four years, man. Yeah. Long time. It's a long time. Four years. Yeah, I gotta really like people. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> Which you do. And, I love. And, and now we know people. that they love you. I love people. Um, I think it is worth taking time to sort of evaluate where we're at as a party, as a Republican party. Yes. Um. The thing that bothers me, and I've talked about it in the Variety program, we talked about it at RJC a few weeks ago, yeah. um, is that our message sold. Yeah. And you had like 60 plus percent of yes. the American people that went to the polls that thought inflation not only was the biggest problem, but it was a problem generated by the administration. That yeah. crime was a problem, that open borders were a problem. All the things that Republicans were talking about on a day-to-day -day basis were actually incredibly resonant amongst the American people. And Facts. yet there was something. Facts. There was just something that was enough hesitation to vote for a Republican in some of these purple districts mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. From your perspective, and granted, you, you won going away. Yes. So you did something incredibly right there. But as you look out at the rest of the country, what do you think? The best political advice that I've ever gotten in my entire life is from Secretary James Baker. And I'm actually his congressman. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm his congressman as if well. You're gonna go, if you're going to go seek advice, it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a casual name drop there. See what I did there? Yeah, oh just at that, right? yeah I just oh. called up Ronald Reagan. Right? <laughs> 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 this is my old pal. Well, his you know? first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So call Babe Ruth, and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Secretary Baker, and he's he's endorsed me in the last two races. He has become a very good friend, a very good supporter, and I'm also going to be his congressman as well. And uh, James and I were sitting over here. We went to his house, and for an hour and a half, he and his wife and I and James just sat down. We had an honest conversation about politics. The best advice I've ever gotten was this: He said, "Wesley, you need to be in the business of making the pie bigger." You don't make any enemies. If there's an R in front of your name, I can guarantee you, you have more in common with anybody on that R spectrum than anybody on the other side yep. that's a Democrat or a liberal. Yep. So you need to be in the business of making sure that you expand the base as much as possible. So in this last election, we got the endorsement of, 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 of Mike Pompeo and of Kevin McCarthy and of Elise Stefanik and of Steve Scalise and, of course, Tim Scott. And, and, and the last endorsement that we got was, Senator, was, I'm sorry, was President Trump as well, uh, along with Senator Cotton and a few others. We did this because this is about expanding the base. 
Right. If we as Republicans stop partitioning ourselves and saying, I'm this, I'm a Trump guy, I'm a McCarthy gal, I'm this, that, and the third, and we stop looking at each other as the enemy and realizing that it's this leftist social agenda that's killing everybody. Right. And maybe we do have our differences here and there, but we're on the same team. We certainly do. But I mean, we can't be the ones who are magnifying them because the media already does that every day of the week because they want nothing more than Republicans fighting Republicans. I mean, that's just the name of the game for them. Oh, yeah, and, they, and they egg us on to do it. Right. Oh, it's the fastest. It's, it's fastest way to get on the first fast, page. Fastest way to get on the front they page egg of the us New York to do Times. It. Yeah. And that's where we have to be consolidated with our approach. But what I love about Wesley Hunt, and you, you did this from the moment we met, is that you have your own identity here. Yeah. You know your district. Well. You know what they care about. You know energy issues. You know that the... the, the all of the various things that that are ultimately most important to your district, but also to the party overall, and you don't get pigeonholed. You're your own man. You're yes. a West Point guy. You're going to do what you're going to do, and nobody tells you, hey, I'm a Trump guy. Hey, I'm a DeSantis guy. Hey, I'm a XY. No, you're like, no, I'm Wesley Hunt. That's it. That's it. And I, and I think we have a lot of awesome people that just got elected that also adhere to that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, uh, a Lawler up in New York. Have y'all met him yet? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's did on the, the interview. show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of our last interviews before Election Day. Awesome. Very different. It, New York, Texas. Very different guy. We hung out last week. Amazing guy. He's his own person. He's his own guy. He's his own person. And and I and I think we have got to get away from who endorses who and who does what and just realize that. Tell you something. You have to represent your district to the best of your ability, but then also make sure you have a mouthpiece for the party as a whole. Well, yeah. and, then, and then look at the fact we wouldn't have a Republican majority in the House. If not with, for New York. Right. Right. It, to it totally is Wild. true. Which is why it blows me away. And I'm not going to name names here, but, I, you know, you've read things in the, in the press about people doing sort of the navel gazing post-primary, <laughs> right. right? Which is right. like, oh, <laughs> if we would have only done this, if we only done that. Mm -hmm. And what I think about that is if you if you are at this level of politics that you don't understand that there are different parts of the Republican Party that represent different parts of this country. Yes. You are an idiot. Yeah. Like you could not possibly understand how to win nationally if you think that everyone is going to run as a sort of like a, a populist borderline progressive Republican in the South, in Texas, in Florida, in, you know, I mean, it just, it doesn't work. And, and, and likewise, you're not going to run as this like diehard Northeastern, like social conservative. It's not right. going to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your thought on that? And you have to respect it though. Too. You do. But because it's ultimately, ultimately, yes, what it's about, which is what I hope, we're going to talk to you about yeah. is how once you're there, yes. run as who you are. Yes. But once you're there, build consensus, build coalitions, persuade people to the right center, right policy positions, yes. hold people accountable. And now that's your job. We need people that are willing to actually go out and talk to people and understand how the country works, understand how different demographics work. Yeah. And, and my wife was born and raised in a small town in Iowa. So I go to Iowa three or four times a year. 
I went to the Iowa State Fair. Love Iowa. You know, you, you, you better watch out now awesome. that you won a, a congressional seat. You show up in Iowa two or three times, people get the wrong impression. Well, yeah. but, but no, it's my wife. I, it's, my, it's not me. I'm not running. It's my wife. She's from here. I, I don't swear, know. A couple more here. ruthless podcasts. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be having a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. The, the what next, are you talking about? Yeah, guys. The, okay. the next, okay, guys, next ride along is going to be at the Iowa State God, Fair. We're going to start a national God, a national media he's tour. Doing, he's doing it. Yeah. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I understand. Understand your wife's from there. That's mm. a nice, nice. I guess you know what that means, guys. You know what we call that? A nice foothold. <laughs> <laughs> toehold, 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 toehold. Uh, we were at the Iowa State Fair this past year. I brought my two little girls there. Also, a boy on the way in January. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Yeah, That's congratulations. awesome. Yeah, I'm awesome. really excited about that. That's right around the corner. And we're sitting there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know, this is these are the heartlands. This is this is America. These are people that just love the country. They love being in the Midwest. They love growing things for the world so that we can eat and live every yeah. single day. Yeah. Their values and what they are might be a little bit different than the way it is down in Houston, Texas, but I can assure you that our values align way more totally. with them than anybody else on the other side. There's right. gonna be some nuance there, obviously, but then how do we as candidates articulate the idea of keep in mind keep a broad mind about this they're different different part of the country different part of the world but ideologically you want america to win yeah right yeah. get over it get over it there's some differences get over it yeah and there's 435 people in the house we all want to make sure that we represent which means there's 435 different ideas and mindsets and priorities right i totally recognize that but do you want america to win or not yeah you yeah. know it's like it's like training day do you want to go home or do you want to go to jail <laughs> right, like, it's, it's just that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Escobar is it's like plateau of plomo. Like, yeah. like, 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 what do you want? Yeah, yeah. But, but you're right. It takes leadership, and it takes it takes us in Congress to to articulate this message in a way that's palatable to everybody else. Right. So I didn't hear Escobar coming up before this. <laughs> Bad. Nar Narcos Nar is a great show. So, bro. It's a great show. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it is outstanding. Also, what's outstanding is this Jefferson's that you brought for well, us. Well, you know, guys, we I really appreciate return the it. favor. You guys are so great to me that I realized that I had to replenish from our last time. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, listen, I appreciate it. I appreciate We always appreciate this greatly, but this one I have a feeling is going to tip us over. <laughs> So let's talk energy for a second. Yeah, brother. Right? Because this is kind of like your thing. Yes. I mean, Houston, obviously. Yep. Incredibly important to the energy infrastructure of this country. Yep. You've seen how the Biden administration's decisions <laughs> have basically created a disaster. Chaos. Right? Chaos. There's a story in the Wall Street Journal. Biden's dirty oil deal with Venezuela uh, and Caracas gets sanctions and reprieve from the U.S. While, uh, well, yeah, let, let me just let me just cut to the chase. Yeah, they're doing deals with South America mm -hmm. here, right? Which is on got to be unconscionable for somebody who represents an energy capital in America. Right. So in Houston, Texas, I said this last time on the show, and I'll say it again because I like saying it actually. So if 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 I'm from Houston and I'm a congressman from Houston, Texas, thirty eight. And if the entire energy corridor is in my district and Houston is known as the energy capital of the world, that makes me the energy congressman of the world. Yeah. Hell I yeah. Just, I just like to that's say a good. That. I like that. You like to see what I do? Yeah, there? no, I like energy that. capital uh, of the world. So, so, so it makes this my top priority. 
Yeah. And the issue is, is Can this. Can you put that on the business card, by the way? I already is. Yeah. Okay, good. And by, and by the way, and I have a championship belt that says this. <laughs> a WWE championship belt. That championship says this. I'm not belt. When y'all come visit my office, you're going to see this belt prominently dis- displayed right over my desk. Yeah. It's like it is like Energy Congressman of the World Championship WWE belt. It's That's outstanding. Great. I think but, it should be our goal to get Ric Flair to wear that belt. Yeah. Woo! And, oh, and, come, and, and come in. Don't you tempt me. <laughs> Don't do this to me. If we could get the nature boy. The nature boy. Woo! Woo! <laughs> this, is, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> so you I can't wish I see. could see this. I wish you could see this. I'm doing, I'm doing the Ric Flair walk right now. <laughs> this is outstanding. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but what I've done for the last eight months is also gotten to know the industry, understand kind of how things work. And so it, it, the the energy in oil and gas industry is actually very complicated, and very complex. But you have to keep in mind of this. In the United States, we have plenty of oil, but it's what's known as, as sweet crude. It's, it's yeah. very sweet. It's very light. It's very different. And oftentimes we have to blend that with heavy crude. Heavy crude is found in Venezuela and also Canada. Yeah. No, I Which, get it. unbelievably, was supposed to be imported here oh gosh, by what, the Keystone Pipeline. Which would you we prefer? that up so we could have imported heavy crew from Canada. And even though their prime minister is teetering on being a pink Okami, yeah. I would still much rather yeah. get our heavy crude from Canada than from Venezuela. Right. right. And, and then also... We mix these crudes, we mix these oils to get like certain ki- certain types of products that we don't have here in this country. So actually, we need to be drilling in other places to get the heavy crude. It's a matter of where we do it. Right. And do you want to do it from Venezuela or do you want to do it from Canada or do yeah. you want to do it from an ally? You always do it from an ally because you don't want to empower rogue nations. Right. Yeah. So I think, I mean, obviously you've studied this and... What do you think is this administration's motive behind all that? Because honestly, I'd like to believe that everybody's got a motive that represents this country, is trying to improve this country in one form or fashion. And I think that their view is completely ridiculous that they want to make this entirely, you know, solar sort of like alternative energy point of view. And and they're they're willing to take the short term pain in order to convert it. But I think from a realist standpoint, we all know that that's never going to happen in the short term. There is a contrary view that that is these guys are basically just trying to tank this country and make us subservient. Well, well, my my theory on this is that the easiest solution would be obviously to get it from Canada. Right. But that in doing that solution, you're going to make, you know, America energy independent for the foreseeable future. Correct. And they want this transition. They want this pain to move to this future green economy. And so they'd rather buy that energy in Venezuela as a one off. Right. Than establishing a new energy infrastructure in the United States that would make us energy independent and crush their dream. I mean, correct. That's just sort of my theory. Correct. Yeah. So, so we want energy efficiency, not energy stupidity. Right. And I think what we've done over the course of the past two years is destroy our, our energy independence without having the understanding of how this whole thing works globally. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, if we don't get India and China and Russia and South America and Africa in line with this with this whole right. agenda and this whole climate cartel that's, that that they are appeasing, then 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 we're not getting anything done. Yeah. 
when I meet with all these energy executives and I go through the energy corridor that's in my district and I talk to all these people, nobody says anything disparaging about renewables. Everybody understands that we want to get to that next affordable and abundant energy source for the future. Right, right. We got it. The next trillionaire has been born and he or she is going to be the person that comes up with cold fusion. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right. But until we can actually get there, you can't do it without us. Right. And so I think the battle that they're trying to do is when I when I saw that they came out and they said, we want to end, we want to make sure that no government vehicles that are gas powered are going to be bought by the federal government by 2035. And I'm like, I'm an Apache pilot. Yeah. I'm like, if you want to, <laughs> dude, if you want to show me like, like like a solar powered Apache, then then maybe you'll have my ear. But that ain't happening anytime soon. Right. The issue is this is going to be in transition. But let's just be smart about it. They want to shock the system. Exactly. That's what it is. But it's not going to work. Yeah. And we're, they're finding out it's not going to work because now they're like, um, okay, that didn't work. So now let's uh, Venezuela, Chevron, yeah, go yeah, yeah. fix this. Bring gas prices down. Uh, SPR, rate it. Bring gas prices down. Uh, it's still not working. Now what? Now what? Guys, relax. Keystone XL pipeline. We got right. it. Let's let, let's, well, just, let's 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 use our infrastructure to get this. So done. Back, back to your conversation earlier about like what ties you to that farmer in Iowa, right? You go to the Iowa State Fair. Like, what is the cultural thread that comes between you two? And energy. it's like Ethanol, you produce the energy, everything, right? Exactly. And here's the thing: Would you ever say, "Oh, you know what? Ah, let's not do it. Let's not let's not make corn." anymore in America. <laughs> you know, let's not grow things here. Well, that's a, that's a wild, you know? wildest thing. Let's buy it thing. from like a rogue nation. Yeah. Yeah, let's just do that. It's yeah. the wildest thing. It's like, yeah, no, let's buy corn from a, from a rogue, rogue nation that hates us. Yeah. yeah. Let's buy right? corn from like Iran. That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, smart. Like nobody even I would ever say that. Nobody. Right. But somehow that's what we've adopted. With our energy policy. With our energy policy. Makes no sense. It, yeah. it, it totally is crazy. Yeah. So I got to imagine this is amongst priority number one. It's my top priority. Yeah. This is my number one priority. And what I've discovered actually over the course of the past few months is this is the most important industry in the entire world. Yeah. Energy is number one. And energy is also an issue of national security. It is. Yeah. And now we're realizing that. Yeah. And, and right now. Well, I mean, you're looking at Europe. Right? Right. I'm just getting ready to say that. Yeah. You look at Europe, you're looking at Russia, you're looking at Vladimir Putin right now, who has made more money in the last six months than he has in the last 20 years. And I wonder why. Yeah. And right now, they may have a pretty rough winter in Europe. Yeah. Because they got in bed with a bad guy. Yeah. And guess what? Donald we're Trump sitting, warned them, he by the told- way. By the way, warned them. Everybody laughed at him. Laughed at Germany's him. whole delegation at the UN they laughed in his face. And, and he now, turned out to be 100% right. And they laughed at him. They laughed at him. And it's really it's really sad to, you know, so I've been to Permian Basin in Texas, you know, you know multiple times. Offshore, um, New Mexico, uh, uh, Toby Rice, the uh, CEO, president of EQT up in the Marcellus Shale. The number one natural gas producing company in the entire entire country and you're talking to these people like oh my gosh we have all these resources right here at our feet why aren't we using them because we want to abide by the climate cartel this is dumb yeah Yeah. and america's paying for it yeah oh totally paying for it yes but let me let me ask you this because of what we're dealing with with i mean look i think putin has leveraged energy as (laughs) as his entire basis for existence yes Right. You look at the Ukrainian conflict, you come into Congress, you see what's going on. 
Where's your take on that? So the Ukrainians right now are doing a far better job than we thought they were going to do. Quite frankly, they're doing a far better job than Vladimir Putin thought they were. Yeah, going no to question. Do. I think they thought it was going to be done in three weeks, right? And it's still going on. Yeah, and it's not looking good for the Russians right now. Right now, look, oh, look, it, it, I'm all about supporting Ukraine. Sign me up. That sounds great. But I mean, like sixty billy. Right. We got to find a way. Okay. Okay. This Put is a little. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not this is not some blank check stuff here. Okay, we yeah. gotta we gotta put some guardrails on this, and also I want to know where the funds are going, where the money is going, and if we're talking about arming them, that's one thing, but just cutting them cash and giving them checks, that's another thing. So you think, like, from your point of view, what I'm deriving here is accounting. Yes. We have zero accounting right now right. and zero accountability. We have no idea where that money is. So went. that needs to come, right? It most certainly does. And yeah. this is why we need to do more audits and more investigations to figure out exactly where the funds are going yeah. and to see where it's used, where, where it's being used. And I am all about helping them, by the way. I'm not right. saying that, explain, but... Explain that, because I, I think too often we shorthand this deal as something that's going you know, far away. We're sending money. It doesn't have anything to do with us. It does, though, and explain why you think we should be supporting. So I'm very critical of the Biden administration's approach to this because every war, every battle that we fight doesn't have to be a kinetic operation. We can fight wars up here way smarter. And he pointed to, to his brain. To right, I, I pointed to my brain. I realized. A brain. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw me. Y'all saw no, me. So I it saw, happened. It I happened. saw, yeah. Very big it's brain like, you pointed it happened. to. It yeah. happened. I got it. And, and I realized what I realized that the way for us to fight this war is yes, obviously we should probably supply them with some weaponry, but the way to fight them is to cut off Russia's energy. Yeah. By supplying our allies, by supplying Japan, by supplying everybody else with, with American uh, energy, with American energy, yeah. so that he can't fund his war. Yeah. That's how you stop them from fighting. Instead of cutting the blank checks, how about you unleash American energy? And that's and that's the issue. That's the dichotomy here, right? We view the world very differently than them. Yeah, because because they want to support, in some and for some reason, the right reason. Yes, they want to support a war against Putin here. Of course we do. But they want to do so in an ideological way that doesn't also increase energy production. What yeah. a fucked up situation. <laughs> right. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Mm. And so that's kind of my take on this. And that's like, you know, giving them more money, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. Hell no. I, 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 Are you I am, a, so you're no one, no more money. I ain't about that action, man. I'm not about what that if, action, boss. I'm what, just really not. Let me ask you this, Wesley. What if they put serious accounting measures in, into place no, where you knew where you knew where the money was going and there's also riders that dealt with it in the, it can only work if the house actually unites on this shit look you show me this if the house unites on a expansion of energy production and exportation keep talking to allow for our allies to get off russian oil and build more LNG terminals in Europe and build more LNG terminals in Japan and other places. But isn't well, that now you have my attention. Isn't that policy? And we're still fighting a war, though. Yeah. Are we? Yes, we are. We we are fighting an economic war against Russia. And there you go. And, and look, and look, again, I'm an Apache pilot. Like I deployed to Iraq. I, I flew combat missions in Baghdad. I get it. I get steel on target. Trust me. I was the guy that was pulling the trigger. What I want to do more of is understanding that you don't always have to fight wars that way. Yeah. 
And, and I think that, the, especially when it comes to Vladimir Putin, this is a way for us to cut off his economic source. He, he is a he is a one trick pony and it is energy. That's yeah. it. That's I guess it. the thing for me, we shut that off. He can't fight because he can't fund it. The thing, the thing for me is like that has to be the baseline. Like we should have led with that because I mean our allies didn't take the threat seriously from Putin because we were paying for everything. We were paying for everything, and if Germany's not willing to come to our side on this stuff on energy, then what the hell are we doing funding this whole thing? Well, they don't you, have. They, I don't get it. But at this point, they don't have an option because of what Wesley just articulated. Yes. If if Ger- Germany's got a Hobson's choice here, right? They're <laughs> and like, and winter we, is coming. Either we, literal winter, literal, literal winter. Oil I'm price. not talking dragons yeah, yeah, and Khaleesi yeah. and Tercarius. Yeah. I'm talking about like winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you either have energy or you don't. Oh, you don't. Right. right? Either yeah. you're pregnant or you're not. So yeah. America provides it or it doesn't. That's it. And if you have something in the world that you'd like to accomplish, it seems to me that increasingly over the last few years, the number one way to do it is energy. Yeah, you got it. And that's why it's the most important industry in the world. Yeah, no, I think, I, listen, you've made a compelling case. I can't, God, I just love that you're here to talk about this. <laughs> just love, we haven't, we haven't had this voice. We haven't had this voice. Gotta it's really, it. really important. All right, do you want to talk uh, animals for a second? Yes, yeah, do it. Um, you know, it's, we, it's a turkey, it's a turkey thing. It's, not, it's not a variety program if we don't talk yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. You gotta talk animals. So it turns out, <laughs> and I don't know if we have audio of this because I, I, I think we, we ought to lead into it in, with some audio, but it turns out the turkeys in Massachusetts. Oh, you're talking about this lady from this lady from Boston. What? Yeah, this one lady, but it's actually taken over the entire town. So we've talked a lot about how the turkeys and, and the bears have teamed up to sort of intimidate people across this country uh this has become a real problem do you have audio of this what do you want go away it's the turkey at her front door get out of here it's it's literally staring at her front door (laughs) i I love the accent (laughs) gobbled at her so where where is this where is this? This is Matt. This yeah. is Northeast. This is the Northeast. Texas. Imagine negotiating with a turkey <laughs> yeah. in Texas. That turkey would have been peppered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is. There wouldn't have been any talk to the turkey. There would have been no gobble gobble. Bird, bird <laughs> shot. Wobble wobble. <laughs> bird, bird shot. Bird shot. It's Jamaican. Yeah. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Well, according to The Guardian, that's not what they got. Uh, This is what The Guardian has to say. It's the time of year when millions of turkeys across the United States might be justifiable fear for their safety. Justifiable fear for their safety. For their safety. But in one Massachusetts town, (laughs) the birds have turned the tables, ganging up to terrorize residents with pecks, kicks, and loud clucking. This is great. So it turns out that there's this one so turkey. liberal. So these turkeys are liberal. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's liberal. Yeah, they're definitely. Do you think so? Of course they are. I don't know. It's taking over. Just clucking shit. and gobbling all the liberals. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're right. I didn't think about it. It's clucking and gobbling. I kind of thought there was maybe. I was going to reserve judgment because they were actually like intimidating people. They're actually. establishing Which, dominance. In establishing dominance is not they something. Do. It's what they do. Yeah. 
But but this there's one turkey in particular. His name's Kevin. <laughs> I just love that they named him Kevin. <laughs> the turkeys. This is according to the Guardian. The turkeys, led by a male bird named Kevin. Is he hard to catch? <laughs> like from that, like like that kid from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arrived two years ago. Initially, the birds were docile, but as times have passed, they've become more pugnacious, leaving uh, the people of this town fearful for their safety and forced to adapt to their behavior. So the turkeys now are in a situation over Thanksgiving. They're dictating terms. With the, it's incredible. Yeah, it's they have dominated the good people of this of this Massachusetts town. That's great. Is that liberal governance run amok? Kevin has a distinctive gobble. And yeah, that, he demands that none of none of his uh, <laughs> none of his acolytes will be placed next to anything that, other than mashed that, potatoes. That was Kevin. This is Kevin here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's a that's a gobble of dominance. Yeah, that's, mashed potatoes. That's hammer time, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. mashed potatoes and, and sweet potato pie. That is literally the only thing that Kevin will allow any of his people who were killed to be placed <laughs> next to. You know, you know you're not going into that with an empty plate. I mean, that, that guy's got something for you, right? 100%. He, he sets the terms. That guy's and got that's why the you. people in New England don't know how to handle it. Anybody from Texas would know exactly how to handle it. He was a Marshawn Lynch right there at Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in beast mode with Turkey beast right mode. there. Some of the quotes in the story are just fantastic. <laughs> Tolson has even Sir. said that she found... Uh, herself trapped in her home by the birds some days it's frustrating i'll be like oh my god there's an amazon package and i can't get it because the turkeys are there we're gonna lose to china we're gonna lose it's over that's over it's over it's over can't get my amazon package i'm too scared of the turkey God, have some self-respect. God bless it. I have to wait for nightfall, she says. Nightfall. <laughs> 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 is that when they go away? Is that when Kevin goes home? Is that when Kevin, I, Kevin starts planting traps I've and movie traps for everybody? <laughs> I've kind of adjusted to it over time. I know the routine now, so I can just work around them. <laughs> My God. Oh, 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 man. Kevin has got this lady just absolutely wrapped around the axle. She should have put him on the table. Is I, what she should have done. But I mean, she could have put a trap door right, right, right on the front porch. Yeah. Trap door right into the oven. <laughs> so Wesley, I think I think the que- the first question I think is keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin shows up on your doorstep. Yeah, it's like three days before Thanksgiving. Yeah, and he's gobbling like that. Let's give let's give one more gobble. <laughs> It's an aggressive gobble, and you're staring, you're staring at him either either through the peephole, your door, or like a glass, uh, you know, door that you've yeah. got in between. What's the move? So I don't want to wake the neighbors. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is grab my AR nine, and then I'll put the suppressor on it. There you I go. I don't want to wake up the neighbors, and I don't want any city ordinances that said that I disturbed people. And then, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The next day, he'd be on my table. <laughs> You're going You're to carve him up real nice. <laughs> going to rename Kevin to dinner. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin become becomes dinner. Become, but 
I didn't wake the neighbors in the process oh, because God. of my suppressor. No, the suppressor is a nice touch. It is. It is, sir. Uh, and, and, and actually, what's really funny, I hope my wife is listening. I'll show it this way. I'm not kidding. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashbrook has... funny, but it's not funny because... Yeah. No, 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 it's not. I, I can understand that's exactly what you do. Ashbrook has all kinds of different ways that he'd handle these kind of animals. Like, uh, for instance, we had... Uh, monkeys that were a huge problem, <laughs> yes, and he, he, he decided the best way to handle that was a pool full of <laughs> bananas. <so> great. <laughs> and so he would have uh, like a trap, you know, they would trap. jump into it's the pool. It's a trap, and then, yeah. they, and then they drown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, he's he's definitely anti-animal. But he seems the, like water and drowning are the kind of thing. So, so Ashbrook, torture. He's pro torture. He's pro waterboarding of animals. He's pro torture. With a turkey, it's all about. Speed. <laughs> it's all about speed. And I don't have a suppressor. Do you get uh, a, a neck ring? No. So what I do is I put on a glove, like oh, a safety glove, a sort of like ring. a fireplace glove. Just grab his you know? neck. And I, and I walk outside. Yeah, they're very heavy, heavy animals. So you, you walk out, you grab its head, you turn it, and then the neck is done. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, you, do you, whip then you, around, you... Do you whip around like a, like a carnival act? No, I don't think you need to because of the weight of the body is so significant compared to the neck you literally walk out so you have your glove on because these things can peck and they've got these sharp claws yeah. talons yeah you walk outside you grab the head and then you go counterclockwise you flip it yeah. or clockwise okay you might go yeah. clockwise you if might. you're doing it with your right hand yeah and then uh then the body the, the weight of the turkey snaps the neck okay yes. so and he, then the, and then all you got to do is take the feathers off put it in the oven i really apologize <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Apologize to our listeners who are trying to enjoy their lunch. Uh, unfortunately, well, you, you'd have it. Oh, but you know what? He, you don't have to worry it's about one hit shot. a too. No, no buckshot. Don't have to worry about no the buckshot. No, no noise. You don't have to worry about an errant, an errant bullet. Yeah. You literally, the glove is the important part. You need you need a glove that's really going to mm. kind of come up right, to your elbow, right to the elbow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. grab the head, where turn you, it. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. There, okay. That no. explains. <laughs> Not a so you live by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> So you're the one I'm you're not, talking about. I, it is SNL. It's 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 not far from Yellow Springs. There you not go. far from Yellow Springs. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> like you know, you're wonderful doing. neighborhood. Yeah. And in fairness, Dave was talking about deer, not not uh, yeah, he was. right. In all fairness, in all fairness. But but I I mean so if you get that done, Ashbrook, I just want to know like what's your posture once that gets done. You drag it in the house and be like, "This is what happens." Well, you might you might take a video of it and then and then put a video on a TV screen outside your door so the other turkeys who might come up will see what happens if oh, you if you come wow. up on the door. They, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They, they know. They know. Go. But do you saw that this neck off? You. And maybe put that out on a stake somewhere. Well, you oh, take wow. the beard off. You're familiar with the beard. Oh, the beard. You're yeah, talking about the gobbler. Yeah, the gobbler. Yeah, you you take that off and you put that on the front. Post because there's pheromones on that. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've, I've read that. So Kevin, Kevin, Kevin will this know. Legit. No, he's, he's this is legit. Right. He will not. He will not stop by your door. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's get <laughs> back to something serious. Oh, leaving. I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> let's get back to something serious. Let's get back to something serious. All right, uh, 
so Wesley, listen, you're you're a serious guy now. You got you got a big job. Yes. Um, yes. One of the big issues that we're going to be dealing with is China. Mm-hmm. Um, have you observed the protests that are happening in China right now? So this is what happens when you infringe on human nature. There you go. We just want freedom. And the reason why America is the house on the hill is because we are the freest nation in the entire world. And when you literally like hamstring people and don't allow them to leave their homes for years at a time, this is what happens. Yeah. And and I get it. Look, like we could we have our debates and our differences about what happened with COVID, but I think what we've discovered more, this has actually turned to a bit of a social experiment. Yeah. And China has overstepped. And even a communist regime like that can't keep the spirit fire of the human nature of man down. Yeah. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. And if we're not careful, we could do this to our own <laughs> citizens. Yeah. And so I really hope the world is actually watching this. Like, be very careful with big government. Be very careful with socialist views. This is what they want. Right. And then if you want to get to the point to where you are like a cornered animal in your own country and you have to revolt that could be us if we're careful that that is such an important point because i think if you look at the nature of americans over the years even the last 20 years that we've dealt with crises whether it was financial crisis in 08 or 9 11 or covid in 2020 yeah americans are, are willing to go along to get along in order to help their fellow American. Yes. But once it becomes clear that the government itself is taking liberties away. No, worse, worse, worse than what you're saying, though. <clears throat> it wasn't just the government taking the liberties away. No, it was the... You, the, the media also yeah. was saying that China's the model. That China's the model. We're being irresponsible. That China has a COVID zero policy that we sh- natural immunity isn't a thing that works. We need to keep everybody locked in their homes forever. China's got the right policy. Well, we have the wrong policy. Exactly. You know, Kemp is 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 doing a experiment in human sacrifice in Georgia is what they said. Yes, he did. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So when we're, we're and DeSantis and DeSantis and DeSantis say anything about him too. So, so so it's you know the government obviously is is something you have to be wary of. But unlike nine eleven. Or unlike the 2008 financial crisis, what we saw was a decoupling of what I think are American interests from the American media, who I think were some of the most evil people in this entire thing. Yep. Well, the other thing we saw over the weekend, the, the, the media propping up China as the example of how to handle COVID. The Ridiculous. other thing we saw over the weekend were people who were chained into their apartments you while the that? building caught burned. on fire. Burned alive. That? Burned and alive. people burned. I yeah. mean, that is a horror story of horror stories. And, and honestly, I mean, it sounds like people are sort of like rising up in China. I mean, we'll be watching that closely, but, but uh, you can imagine how people must feel in that situation well, even see, what's there. your take on this so you're right about the corrupt media yeah the, the the person that we should have looked at that handled this absolutely perfectly was ron DeSantis in florida yeah, yeah. totally that was the standard yeah. yeah period he handled that perfectly he looked at science he makes sure that the older people got vaccinated first he never shut anything down there was never any mass mandates schools were never shut down that was the standard yeah and the media didn't like it no 
because it was antithetical to the way that they wanted to control the populace and right. antithetical to the way that the government wanted to control the populace. In fact, they propped so they up, made him the bad guy they and they propped, propped up China over him. And Cuomo. And, Mario, and, and Cuomo. Cuomo. And Cuomo was the one giving briefs every single day while old people were dying daily because of his bad policy. And, 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 and you know, this is a conservative podcast. If you're listening to this and you're a member of the media and you could say, oh, well, we're wrong. We have a House majority because of that bullshit. You got it. In a lot of ways. We kind of do. Right? You got it. Yeah. Think about Florida, it. Florida, New York, and Texas. That's why we have a majority. Right. Yeah. What, one of the regrets I have is that it wasn't more of a referendum on that. Right. I agree. Right. And, and, and part of the reason is that you had a 2020 that was a mixed bag. Right. You had a Trump administration that was sort of like trying to figure out what this thing ha what this thing was. You had mixed messages out of the administration. You had the rise of Anthony Fauci within a Trump administration. Like what, yeah. so, so, so there was some. But Trump uh, did beat the virus. Right. He beat the virus. He, well, he beat it, <laughs> he beat it, he beat it. But like you had all of that. Yes. And so I think there were some Republicans that basically did not want to run a referendum against democratic view of what happened during the COVID years. Well, we should now. And we should now. Yes, we should now. Because now we know, and by the way, there were signals even before us getting the majority that were like, so I have two little kids. Clearly, this was not a virus that was harming young kids. Right. They should have been in school. Yeah. We're looking at testing right now. We're looking at scores. And we're like, oh my gosh, these kids have been completely hurt because of us. Yeah. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Little things like having a mask over your mouth and then young kids not being able to understand how to speak because they learn so much by watching how yes. your lips move. Yeah. These little things that we just robbed from our kids is criminal. Criminal. Yeah. Like criminal. We should talk about this. We need to. We need to talk about it. The thing, the thing that drove me nuts, I don't know if you guys saw this, Randy Weingarten, mm -hmm. who is like oh, the worst of the worst, God. right? This yeah. is the teacher's Pub union. Public enemy number one. Yeah. So over the weekend, she tweets out, she tweets out that the combination between COVID, RSV, and the flu are like a triple combo that are just like a devastation. It's like the triumvirate, you know. To yeah. yeah, to the the school sort of atmosphere. Yes. Yes, we agree. We agree on that. And why is that, Randy? It's because of the policies that you put into place that made our kids more susceptible to all of these things by vacating the right. schools. Yeah. And just and, like China's dealing with now with and, their COVID zero. And they problem. created zero, zero yeah. immunity right. for any children. And now they're all reaping the problems that were had. This is not. And everybody's two years behind on their their scores and math and, and everything else because of what you did. Which, by the way, during COVID, is any, did anybody elect the school board president to be the, the vaccinator in chief? No. Like, what the fuck is her whole point? It's ridiculous. Of being a, a having even have an opinion. Can I tell you something, though, too, guys? On any of that. Hmm. Except for the private school kids. So this turned into a, a, a good enough for thee, not for me conversation. Yeah. yeah. See, the private school kids always had tutelage. They weren't wearing masks in school. They right. were socially distanced. They still continued to go to class every single time. They maybe missed a couple of weeks, but the private school kids, if you can afford to send your kids to private school, then it was okay. 
And I know this because I was I'm on the board. I was on the board of trustees for a prominent school in Houston. I was very impressed with how we handled COVID. But if this is the issue of the left caring about equity, right? Bingo. They really equity. They Bingo. Really don't. Yeah, they care about equity. Bullshit. Bingo. They care about equity. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, because they, they could afford to send their kids to private school. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be held to pay yeah. if you were a single parent person paying X amount of dollars for your kids to go to school. You know, I have to make sure that my kids got an education. That never happened for them. Right. Because I could afford to send my kids to private right. school, but for everybody else, let's make sure they mask up. The hypocrisy to me was nauseating. Yeah. If you care about black people, I've been black for a long time, <laughs> realize Democrats actually don't care about that. They don't right. care about them at all. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because you would want teachers to come teach everybody no matter what. Right. And if you want to be a teacher, and if you want to make sure that our next generation is educated, you don't get to blame COVID for not doing it. Yeah. But what I watched from these liberal, white, educated liberals that could send their kids to private school was that their kids were good and everybody else was not. And they're okay with it. Mm. And that disgusts me. Disgusting. I mean, it's, it, it's absurd, right? But it also is a clear underlying effort to try to undermine school choice of course right of course i mean has there ever been anything that promotes school choice more than covid <laughs> has there ever been it changed texas actually did it homeschool homeschool and school choice covid changed that for everybody yeah because then people actually realize that that like i want to be able to decide what gets taught to my children and when you have you have kids, when yeah. you have kids, you're like, you know, I want them to learn things and I want them to grow up and I want them to have like, you know, a good education right yeah. here in America, one of the best education that you could probably have. And I'll do whatever I can to break my back to make sure that they have that. And when that gets stripped from people, then they realize that, well, you can't vote Democrat in Texas. And my hope is that what we saw it just in Texas and other places is that like you cannot trust liberals to educate our children. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. I gotta tell you something that really fucked me up. This whole like the whole COVID thing fucked me up for a lot of reasons though. But the one thing was my son who's three He's uh, three in a couple of months now. <clears throat> he has like a speech delay. And I never thought that parents would traumatize their own children. Right. My whole life, I never thought that would be possible. My parents would have never done that to me. And then they wanted to put masks on toddlers. On toddlers. And my son can't, you know, really speak a sentence still. And the idea that he was supposed to go to school with a mask on, with the teacher with a mask on, was disgusting. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's an insane thing. Well, it's child abuse. It's child it's abuse. Child abuse. It's child abuse. And the fact we're still we're gonna I'm be sorry. We're gonna be way, I'm sorry. We're gonna be dealing with this for a long time. But my son had no solution for, you know, eighteen months, two years. Yeah. It's like that was his option here, you yeah. know? And we're, st I mean, you know, we're doing, um, it's not like your kid doesn't have options. I mean, that, that, that's the, the thing about, all I've got, options. I have more options than most. Exactly. I have more options than most, you know, like speech therapy and all of that. But like, there's a lot of people in this country who don't have that luxury 
And that is bad. That's terrifying. Yeah. We're going to be in a bad spot in a couple of years if we don't figure this out. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. We're going to need your leadership on this. Well, I'm all in. Very important. Um, let's talk about one more thing that I think Libs have done here <laughs> during this uh, By the period. way, we've we've almost finished this entire bottle of Jefferson's. You can probably tell. Jets, yeah, Jets we've ahead. done well. <laughs> Jets, uh, I'm really, I feel pretty good about I'm really, it. I'm really impressed. <laughs> So the 80,000 new uh, IRS agents. <laughs> 82, 82, sorry. 82. 82. What, it doesn't matter. It's If it's one, it's too many. <laughs> um, so we were told that there was no concern whatsoever oh, yeah. about this reaching the middle class. Yeah. yeah. Right? This was, <laughs> this, was, this was a billionaire thing. Yeah. Right? Elizabeth Warren's going to figure it out. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. So the, the <laughs> agency, of course she is. Yeah. The agency on Tuesday posted an explainer warning. This is according to uh, Unusual Whales, which is a friend of the program, um, that American business owners earning six hundred dollars or more Here we go. per year on payments that are received through Venmo. Venmo. Here we go. Or yeah. PayPal. Yeah. Are now going to require a ten ninety nine. Yeah. Um. Think about this, folks. Like, look. <laughs> granted, uh, those of us around this table probably live a life that is is you know uh, we're happy to have. But I can think of my own life. And I can think about reimbursing friends for dinners over the course of a year. Yeah, dinner. Or maybe you bought a hotel for a bachelor party or something. Yeah, right. You know? Right, right. Any kind of event that where you... Bachelor party. A bachelor party. Yeah. Jesus. I just did Is that what you call for that? For I didn't see it. I just yeah. did air quotes. I, I know. I appreciate that, Leslie. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you for highlighting said, no, that. No, I can see that, but don't yeah. do that. A bachelor <laughs> party. A bachelor party. party. Yeah. How dare you? My life, my wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you cut my which, virgin ears? <laughs> which, by the way, if she does, she's the only wife who does listen. To right. Yeah. No, she only <laughs> listens to get mad at me about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But six hundred bucks. Yeah. Over the course of a calendar year, you now need to ten ninety nine your friends, right? Uh, you're talking about like fantasy football. Yeah, fan. You know, I'm not saying there's six hundred dollars stakes. I'm just saying that like you're gonna pay taxes over the course on, of a year. A fantasy football bet, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, that that is what they're doing here. Yeah. So, I guess my question is, as you're entering the House of Representatives and you look at all the things that you ought to prioritize, clearly getting to the bottom of all of these ridiculous scandals that this administration has perpetrated on the United States is one of them. But this has got to be another, right? So there's a fundamental difference in the way we view the world and the way they view the world. The fundamental difference is, is this. We don't have a tax revenue problem in this country. We have a spending problem in this country. Yeah. Right. That's simple. The fact that they want to make sure that they want to squeeze every small business owner for every penny that they could cough up is absurd. Yeah. Stop spending so much money. Yeah, that's sort of their dirty little secret, right? Like Elizabeth Warren or all these people will say, well, so it's the billionaires out there. They're, they're, they're rigging the system. And that's the reason why we don't have the tax revenue to pay for all the things that we want to do. But over and over again, what we see 
is when it actually comes to them putting pen to paper and putting together a plan of how they're going to raise that revenue, what happens? Michael, they... Oh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and have to ten ninety nine six hundred dollars on they, Venmo. They, Fuck you. They spent... Fuck <laughs> you. They spent five... That ain't the issue. These people are such fucking liars. <laughs> they, you know? They spent five and a half trillion dollars over the last two years. Yeah. Which is insane, by the way. And and we're yeah. going to have to ten ninety nine our friends because right. we're splitting right. the Dinners. Mexican food that we have delivered on Sunday nights? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because they spent make five and a half million dollars? As if that's going to make a dent in the five trillion. No. Exactly. So, like, it's kind of funny. It's like Lil Wayne was a milli, and yeah. now we're talking about a billy, and now we're talking about a trilly. Yeah. Like, this is... A trilly, a trilly, a trilly, a trilly, a trilly. <laughs> I know that song. That's good. That's good. good. It's a banger song. <laughs> it's a banger, dude. It is a banger. It's a fucking banger. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. A trilly, a trilly. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing Duncan doesn't know. It is yeah. actually amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seriously, it's actually ridiculous, right? Like, ridiculous. like our Venmo for a trillion dollars, yeah. guys. This don't we don't spend a trillion dollars, right. and and also, do you know who owes us three trillion dollars? China. Oh well, that is a very good point. We sat around here. We talked about COVID. We're talking about all these things. There should be enough sanctions on China until you pay us back three trillion dollars, not just to us, but to the entire world. Yeah. For that, what you did to the entire world, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Have we That's not? That's such a great point. That is such a huge point. I have we not figured part of that out? Well, I we, know. Oh, no, 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 no. We figured it out. We just don't want to address it. But like, Joe we Biden, know where this came from? Joe, yeah. Biden's Joe Biden wants this. fantasy football leagues to pay before he wants China <laughs> to pay. <laughs> Incredible. Y'all gonna see it on Fox this week. That's pretty Let's good. Let's go. <laughs> That's actually a really good line. Let's go. <laughs> That's actually really. Listen, I'm no. Damn, I'm, son, I am more sorry. excited <laughs> about Wesley Hunt being in the United States House of Representatives than almost anything in the world. We had you on early. We are so excited about this. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for being a part of this. It's an honor. Ride man. along. Ride along anytime. I'd like it. I'd love you to come back. During your swearing in, anytime, guys. Look, and I'm I'm gonna come bringing spirits, yes, um, in the liquor form, but also high spirits, <laughs> yes, to know that that we have hope for the future. There's future, right? There's a, there is a very bright future for the Republican Party. Yeah, y'all might find this kind of funny. But we've literally just like increased our black representation in the House by like 100. <laughs> percent Now, Reddit, <laughs> now Reddit, we're at two, so now we're yeah. at four. But let me tell you something: incremental. <laughs> Change matters. We did it. <laughs> we did. We, we did. did it. It. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Can we get a hip hop copy? Can you get that? Done. <laughs> I love What's it. What's y'all coming to my office? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be love. all Biggie and all Pac all day. What's y'all coming to my office? I love it. It's an, honor, it's an honor. Thank you all for having me on, man. It's an honor, as always, man. I really appreciate it. Until next time, Wesley Hunt. Yes, sir. Another banger of an episode, folks. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. Stay ruthless.